public school, private school, online school, homeschool. What are the pros and the cons of each of these options, and how do we decide on the right option for our kids? The question today comes in from a listener named Lauren. Pastor John, hello. I highly respect you. I've searched for a while now to see if you've said anything about homeschool, and I can't seem to find anything. So would you please tell me, what do you think? Is homeschool now required for Christians in this age? Is it possible that public school be an option from God? Where are you at in considering local, public, local, private, online Christian schools, homeschooling, and schools connected to a local church? Do you have any advice for how we would weigh each option and mix them together for each of the interests and needs of each child we are called to raise? Wow. Pastor John, what would you say to Lauren? I'm glad for the question because the longer I live, the the more concerned I become about uh, how we train our kids. So let me read four passages of Scripture and then draw out a principle and then make some applications. Deuteronomy 6.4. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words, which I command you today, that is a a whole life love for God. These commands that I give you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. Psalm 78, 5. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed instruction in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Proverbs 4, 1. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive, that you might gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments, and live. Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up, nurture them, bring them up, train them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. So here's the principle I'm going to draw out from those passages. God has designed families and fathers in particular, to take responsibility for bringing up children in the knowledge and the skills they need to be mature and fruitful Christians in the home and the church and the world. That's my conclusion. Now, here's some implications that I see. One, this implies fathers and mothers will make educational choices that strengthen a child's true understanding of God true understanding of human nature, manhood, womanhood, history, the church, the world, physically and socially, with the necessary abilities to learn a useful skill and vocation. In other words, it is the parent's responsibility, not first the church, not first the government, to shape a child's worldview according to Bible-saturated, Christ-exalting, God-centered truth. Second implication. The more complex and technological and diverse and global the world becomes, the more parents will need to partner with others to fulfill their responsibilities for their own children. The children will need knowledge and skills that parents may not be able to give them. Third, as America becomes more pervasively secular, with commitments, not just 
ideas, but commitments that are not neutral, but anti-Christian, both in worldview and on numerous moral issues and numerous faith issues, partnering with public school teachers to accomplish biblical goals for our children becomes year by year less feasible, and indeed, in many cases, unthinkable. Fourth, more and more parents and more and more pastors, therefore, should give very serious consideration to starting academically excellent and affordable Christian schools. Money considerations is what makes public education popular with many Christians. It's free. If it cost as much to go to a public school as to an academically excellent Christian school, millions of Christian parents would choose excellent Christian schools. So it's a money issue. Therefore, one implication of the biblical view of education is that teams of parents, together with their church leadership, should be creating thousands of excellent Christian schools, along with creative alternatives like co-ops or online learning. Fifth, parents and churches need to think deeply and wisely about the principle of apart from the world for the sake of the world. Let me say it again. Apart from the world for the sake of the world. This principle has always been true It's always been our duty to various degrees of cultural connectedness. Jesus said in John 15, 19, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Or John 17, 14, they are not of the world, Father. My disciples are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world but that you keep them from the evil one. In other words, in the world, but not of the world. And I don't think most Christians have awakened to the crisis of worldliness and weakness in the church. But part of it is the education of our children. Education is not evangelization. In other words, we shouldn't justify where we send our kids because we think they should be evangelists when they're eight. God does not intend for Christian children to be taught by unbelievers and to be surrounded most of the day by intense worldly peer pressure. That's not what childhood is for. It's for being shaped and molded by wise, loving Christian adults. Now, this is not escapism any more than West Point is escapism because the instructors are American soldiers, not ISIS soldiers. We prepare a pretty good military for engagement with the enemy, and we don't do it with the help of the enemy. We prepare for maximum faithfulness in the world, we Christians, prepare for maximum faithfulness in the world by coming out of the world for the education of our children. There will be time and ways for them to know the world and meet the world head on. I remember our own kids when I thought this through in K through eight with with our kids, we sent them all to Christian school. 
and we lived in the real world. Hmm. I, and we didn't even have a television. People said, how, how are your kids going to even know the world? I said, just go outside. <laughs> just go into the inner, inner city yeah. and have your bike taken away from you or watch a man beat up another guy hmm. or rip the spout off the side of the house and smash a man in the head with it. There's the real world out there. You don't have to have to bring the world into your house to teach your kids about knowing the world. Uh, we have our hands full. I, I know this. We have our hands full. There are no guarantees, neither positive or, or, or negative, that our children might be mighty in the Lord if we educate them at home. No guarantee of that. Nor that they will become compromising nominal Christians if they go to public school. No guarantee of that. We may lose or gain them either way. God decides that ultimately, so we pray earnestly, desperately, and then we do the best we can with their education. Amen. There's a level of desperation in any choice ahead. Thank you, Pastor John. Well, whether you listen in the car, at the gym, doing chores, thanks for inviting us into your busy day. And if you have not yet done so, you can subscribe to Ask Pastor John in your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or in Spotify. And to find other episodes in our archive or to submit a question to us of your own, go online to desiringgod.org forward slash Ask Pastor John. Well, the last chapter of life is not retirement. It's not retirement. Something greater is to come. We need to start planning for something far beyond the reach of our 401ks. That's up next time on Wednesday. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. We'll see you then.